What is up, my gaggle geeks? And welcome to another episode. It's Friday night, and me and Cole are feeling all right. Hopefully, because we're going to be talking about the Batman. That's right. The Batman has come out officially. It's which, everybody's which Batman watching. Batman is it? Is it the, the Batman? Batman. All right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, he went Cole. to the Ohio State University, and he's a proud graduate. And now he's the Vengeance, the Dark Knight, the Batman. We're actually no. We're talking about the first person to be infected with coronavirus, the Batman. And how that happened, you know, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, depending yeah. on 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 what <laughs> fan theories and, and and weird speculations you go through. Can't I don't think COVID wait. has fan theories. I think they just have conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> Welcome everybody. Did we just get demonetized or what? <laughs> wait, no. Let's talk about Russia. Oh my goodness. Now, but here's what we do need to start with. It's the thing that we always do, and that is it's gaggle of geeks. What are you geeking about? Now, I got to be honest, I have been geeking heavily on this new movie that uh, I saw at Sundance and I got to see again today. It's called Fresh. Have you seen Fresh yet? I've not. Tell me about it. Oh, Fresh. It's freaking it's it's really fun. So okay. this is this is basically like an American psycho, but with Sebastian Stan as the lead. Let's go. And, and it, it's not necessarily like he's. He's just disposing it because he wants to like have a, a release or a feeling of, for him, you know, is strictly business. Yeah. This guy, Sebastian Stan is straight to business with this. Okay. He's a surgeon and he knows how to use tools to carve meat and use that meat to distribute to popular people, rich people that want, want like, you know, a leg of someone named Bethany or like an <laughs> arm of somebody named Janice. And it's terrifying. But really funny at the same time. There is a scene where he is doing his. Uh, it, it's almost like have you seen the Gordon Ramsay YouTube videos where he, he's just like the pepper, salt, cough, <laughs> and, like, yeah. and it's just like really or like maybe even the intro to Dexter. Have you seen the intro to Dexter? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, so it's kind of like that, but like if Dexter was also dancing and stuff, and it was actual people that he was, you know. Vacuum sealing, putting into pretty packages, and sending away to people. This is supposed to be a comedy? This is kind of, it's a dark comedy okay, in cool. a lot of ways, and a suspense thriller at the same time. Okay. Much like American Psycho has some like humorous moments, like yeah, yeah. anytime he talks about the music that he's playing and stuff like that, which music plays a big part in this too. Okay. He uses music when he's dancing around and stuff, and it is just a fun time, and I don't think he's going to get a lot of recognition this weekend, so... If you guys don't want to go and watch the Batman in theaters, it'll be available about 45 days on HBO Max. Check out Fresh right now. It's on Hulu. Counter-programming. Counter-programming. Well, what have you been geeking about, Cole? I mean, it's it's just the Batman, right? No, just I mean, you mentioned <laughs> Sebastian Stan. I started Pam and Tommy. Like, we can talk about that, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pam and Tommy. Exactly one episode in. It is exactly what I expected it to be, and it's wonderful. Also on You Hulu. have no idea what's Sebastian coming. Sebastian Stan is just living on Hulu right now. You haven't seen it. You haven't, you haven't seen I mean, it. Did they, did they show it? <laughs> not the... It's not <laughs> you the... You can do it, whatever you want on thing. Hulu. I think, it's a Walt Disney company. I think company. you're misinterpreting what I'm assuming you haven't seen yet because if you have seen it it would have been the first thing you had brought up okay but i think it's episode two uh just just enjoy i'll, I'll be honest actually I, I haven't finished episode one I, it's what i was geeking about in the moments leading up to driving up to your house tonight to oh okay man it's a sebastian <laughs> standoff and we're probably going to be standing him for quite a while as That's well as sure. uh colin farrell because he's got two movies coming out not only with the penguin but after yang is now in theaters right now. So that was also something that came out in Sundance. Uh, it's, it's a pretty good film. It's 
it's pretty slow burn. It's very, um, it's very, uh, what's the word? Serene, calm. Like Ooh, it's the most calm artificial intelligence movie I've seen in a long time. That's a good way to do it. It's very right. interesting. It's like sipping Earl Grey tea, but for sci-fi. Okay. <laughs> I, I like that vibe. <laughs> I mean, I'm still, I'm also still catching up on Oscar stuff. Uh, worst oh, person yeah. in the world, which didn't actually get a best international. Did it? It did, but it's just oh, yeah, up it's against nominated. freaking Drive My Car, which is also nominated for Best Picture. And so and Flea. It's up against with Flea as well, which yeah. Flea's been nominated for three separate categories. Animation, doc, and inter- international. international. Yep. Yeah. I, I, was, I was a little bit confused, too. But I just matched your energy of confusion. You were like, uh... uh anyway, worst person in the world. She wasn't actually the worst person in the world. Big spoiler. And... Uh, <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful little film. No, that's Vladimir Putin. But let's move over and talk about the thing that I, I look. We've not had this many people on our live in a long in a long time, and that makes me happy. We've already got two comments too from people. Oh boy, it's just that guy. We'll talk about we'll talk about that later. Uh, but he said uh, Batman question mark. Oh oh, why you loved are, you loved we, Batman. You love Batman. What? Why aren't we talking about Batman? Batman yet? says what? Okay. Well, let's move over then because we need to talk about this. And this is going to be the whole episode. We're just going to be talking about the Batman. But before I do, I want to say that we have a giveaway for people too. Warner Brothers and the Batman were gracious enough to give us many of these awesome shirts. The Batman personally gave this. He showed up out of the shadows with his big heavy boots and walked over to me. And I was like, what did I do? And he just hands me this and he goes, Bye. And they just left. And that was the end of it. It was very good. But you guys need to check out uh, all of our stuff, like our Gaggle Geeks page and things. Stick around to the end of, uh, should we do maybe the spoiler-free review? At the end of the spoiler-free uh, yeah, review, we'll give this away. And, not and then we'll move into the spoiler review. Solid. Cool. All righty. Well, with that being said, I have no intro for this. Let's just get into the Batman. Well, I saw this uh, back on Thursday last week. You okay. just saw this this Thursday, yesterday. Colt, tell me your thoughts Fresh. about the Batman. Fresh on my mind. It was, it was aggressively okay. It, it, there is nothing whatsoever that I can criticize about the Batman. Get your little reaction shot in now before I tell I already you that did it. <laughs> it was actually fine. It's a good movie, but it's Batman. I wanted to love it. I mm-hmm. I like Batman a lot. And this this one just wasn't my kind of Batman. But like we've mm. talked about for months, that's okay. Batman's versatile. He can like this is certain people's favorite Batmans now. There's a lot of five-star little letterbox people out there for him. See, that how he, he's, see how you diminish them, that little me. letterbox people. Well, what do you think? There's little gnomes that just run into the into the into the software system, just like five stars, and start for, upping it, upping for some the some movies. Yeah. <laughs> Are we sure Sing Two got actual five star reviews on Letterboxd? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole different story. But you bring up a good point. This is not the same Batman that we've seen in other iterations, which is good. By the way, that's not a criticism. I have other criticisms. That one isn't. But we do have an an instance where this is the closest, in my opinion, to what the comics, detective comics for Batman, has in store for people that read them. Uh-huh. We finally get that version of Batman on the screen, maybe with a lot of different caveats to where his 
personality is at right now, where the That's relationship true. to his characters, uh, other characters are right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is year two in the Batman saga. He's still kind of getting, as his, opposed getting to the Batman feel of year stuff. one, which mm-hmm. is its own actual comic book. Right. Not to be confused. <laughs> he's not necessarily fully formed, but he's got in with the GCPD enough so that he's working with Gordon. He's got some situations, and there's We're characters. back to Lieutenant Gordon again, not back commish. to Lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, that'll be something that we'll talk about later with that. But um, I, I loved it, man. And I, I sat with it for a while, right? I gave it a it's, it took a few days for me, and I took the weekend to write it write it down and and really like salivate over, over what my thoughts were because mm-hmm. immediate reactions to this stuff are never good for me. In fact, it sucks to have to put out a review immediately after a movie because it's like. My brain is so dumb. I could barely process what I ate for breakfast, let alone I right up. just like anecdotally, our No Time to Die screener ended literally like 50 minutes before the embargo lifted. And so if you wanted to be first on the block with a with a James Bond review, you got to like churn out an article like right then. Sometimes, so yeah, sometimes you wonder if they do that is... so that they can... So they can delay it a little bit. So it's, yeah. or sometimes they put it out the day of X Men, Dark Phoenix, oh, yeah. Fan Four Stick, any other if Fox you know superhero film. <laughs> you can always one thing that you could always count on when it came to a Fox Marvel property is that the embargo lift the day of the, <laughs> the movie coming mm-hmm. out. But this was not that case. They let us be able to talk our our faces off about a week before, and you can tell that if you go on Twitter. Um, like I said, I think this is the detective version of Batman that I've been always looking yes. for. This is a film noir. This is this is giving um, references to movies like Chinatown, like Bullet with Steve McQueen in some cases. Little Blade it Runner vibes you, sometimes. Gives you Blade Runner mm-hmm. vibes. It gives you seven vibes, heavy seven vibes, yeah, Zodiac vibes, mm-hmm. and it's all in this it's not in this vein of a detective but... thriller. The Blade Runner, I think, comes from the narration in a lot of ways too, uh-huh. and that'll be the probably the furthest we get into spoiling this yeah. is that there is narration in the film. But if you've read the detective comics, you know, the Batman narrates all of this stuff. Like that's just inherent in the comics. Cause He's you can't isolated hero. He doesn't have dialogue. No one other than Alfred is like his. So Spider-Man does this all the time in the comics too. Cause mm. no one, not Aunt May, not Ned, whoever that is, not, MJ. Like well, no that's one's from the ultimate. To know he? that he's. Oh no no no! He's someone else. Never never mind. I yeah yeah yeah. That. But like whatever. Like the the way that to- Tom Holland just like takes his mask off all the time. That's not the Spider Man from the comics. Normally, it's an inner monologue of Spider Man just like talking to himself. Mm. That's I mean any of our solitary heroes when you write a comic book. That's how you communicate is through mm-hmm. these like narration. And so it's fun and it matched the Nuari vibe. And so that was all like pushing in the right direction. I like Sorry, that. what did you just call it? Noari. Noare. <laughs> Noari vibe. Nyar. The Nyar vibe. It, it's true. And you can only really get inside Batman's head if you have narration. Yeah. Because the dialogue, he's not a very talkative person to begin with. So. And this Batman made me believe that. Like his mm. Bruce Wayne also vibed in the same way, right? We're getting a little bit mm. of a different version, but just go with like, just go with it. Well, it's not a fully formed Batman nor a fully formed Bruce Wayne. I would even counter the Batman is more formed than Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne is. because mm-hmm. in this Batman is Bruce Wayne. He's not yet figured out where he needs to go as far as his the personal life, life what mm-hmm. he needs to do as far as his ventures, his uh, business that he that he now has to kind of oversee. Those kind of things are, are challenges for him. And it doesn't like he, he, he's he's just a little creep. When you think about it, like when he's Bruce Wayne, he's just walking around like kind of 
in in a way where like I would just go the opposite direction of that guy because mm-hmm. honestly he looks he looks terrifying like yeah. he's gonna you know I mean he looks like a guy that's throw up everywhere been a recluse for the past twenty years after his parents were murdered right in front of his face as a child yeah nobody would, so nobody good would expect him to run you know? a, anything yeah. let alone handle himself and, which is fun because that's a different kind of Bruce Wayne than freaking George Clooney you know. How dare you disparage Batman and Robin? He was a. I like Batman and Robin. It's a different that's a, that's the Adam West of the nineties. It's a different Batman. <laughs> anyway, the the other like non spoiler thing that I think we can definitely talk about. Every single performance is on point. Yes. Right. Well, who do you want to break down first? Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz and and Robert. Well, we didn't really talk about Robert Pattinson's performance per okay. se. Yeah, it's Pattinson. Good. He he really cleared the mark. I've been talking about. Pattinson being Batman before he was even cast. They were doing a lot of like pictures of who could be what after there was announced that Matt Reeves was taking over and it mm-hmm. wasn't going to be Ben Affleck. And we saw pictures of like, uh, who were the people that were in the running? Hopefully it was the guy Ryan that Reynolds. played beast. He was in it. Nicholas Holt. Ew. He was in the running. Well, um, John Hamm has always been kind of thrown in the rotation yeah. of we could do a John Hamm eventually. And sadly, I, I think that train's passed for him, especially now that Michael Keaton's in it. Yeah. They're 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 pretty oversaturated to begin with, but there was this picture of Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, and I was sitting there thinking, man, that would totally work as Bruce Wayne. It's still not the Bruce Wayne that I got in the end, but he worked as Batman more than I ever thought was possible. Yeah. He crushes it, and you can tell that he's read comics. You can tell that he respects the source material, that he loves this character because – even his physicality, the way that his eyes move were so powerful. Like his eyes would express more than if he were to just punch somebody in the face in some situations, mm-hmm. like no dialogue whatsoever, just his movements spoke more. I, that's something that an incredibly talented actor could only do. And this, this makes him at least on par with the best of the best when it comes to Batman. Yeah acting wise this is a cut above just kind of the marvel sheen as well like pattinson doesn't doesn't fit into like fan casting perfectly like when people saw that same reaction with affleck they're like ah this the twilight guy no don't give me that but then you see it and you i mean for people like us that have actually seen some of his other stuff which is extremely good Mm -hmm. like we know that he's got the chops to do it and then he did and he took it seriously even though it's a dumb comic book movie and we all get to appreciate a seriously taken comic book movie there's already so many people that are like i'm not gonna watch this movie because i don't want twilight vampire batman can we dispel that right now boring take it's a boring take it's not necessary it's not true in the slightest and in the end, you're missing out yourself if you're not checking this out and giving him a chance to show you what his yeah. Batman is. Uh, it's the way that they use sound design for this Batman, how he walks, um, how he was able to actually be a detective and not in the sense where it's like there's something literally right there. And he goes, I wonder if it has something to do with that. And just like points at something like that's what all of the other Batman detectives were. Or, there's a little bit of detective like stuff, but really it's Christian Bale is like fingerprints and he just makes it like makes a brick out of a thing. And then Alfred composes all of the stuff for him. It's always someone else is doing the thing, but the brick ballistics Batman, thing was very cool though. There's the fingerprint. It's really cool. <laughs> is it's it impossible? Is it plausible it's though? It's really cool. <laughs> like, it's a like comic that, book, man. You watch that now. Movie. You're like the f- but he this guy is so tactile he's so um diy when it comes to his stuff mm-hmm. he builds his own batmobile he makes his own gadgets it's it's very 
interesting to see that twist with it too, where he's not really, I'm sure he's probably relying on finances from Wayne Enterprises, but he's not like at the bottom of Wayne Enterprises building, like working with somebody that's in with Lucius Fox, that's an employee there and like incriminating other people with his stuff. It's, it's really just him and Alf, Alfred while Alfred's just kind of standing off terrified. Like, I don't know what to do with this kid. He's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I just want him to go to one business meeting and he's, Oh, he's painting his eyes again. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, you wore the suit. Thanks. Mm. Again. What did you think of the, the suit itself, the bat suit? Yeah, it was okay. I, I kind of thought it would be less. Like, so it's a it matches the militarized kind of Christian Bale Batman. But mm. then the Batmobile was a much sleeker, cooler, like noir Batmobile, just like a wide wingtipped kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so the suit with his big like combat boots and kind of like metal all over it seemed like it didn't quite match. I mean, he's got to have something that's going to be able to punch people, but I thought it'd be a little bit more stripped down and more. But uh, it was fine. It, it was super flexible. Like they didn't have to do a scene where they talk about him moving his head. Like he already could do that. He already, I love the collar in this suit. Like the collar design, if they do end up evolving the suit in the pre in the next films, which I'm pretty sure they're going to do. Okay. Like it, it, this is an evolution with Batman. Of course, they'll probably go for the suits as well. I think that they need to keep the collar because that's one of the best parts of this. It's what can it's what it confirms him as the Sherlock Holmes of the DC universe in a yeah. way, because he's got that pop kind of like mysterious collar that works so well with the suit. Um, the suit also has a lot of gadgets. It's very, um, multi-purpose he right? used a utility His belt symbol can be detached can be used as a knife like a can be, mm -hmm. it's like there's a lot of really cool stuff out yep. of the suit but i'll agree with you he's wearing hockey pads like he's kind of wearing like those shoulder pads very hockey pad looking yeah uh, he's got the cargo pants which like it's it's great for the start but mm -hmm. i i watch and I see his suit, knowing that we're going to get an evolution of it. Whether do you think they could go for a gray scale? Like I love a, it, a gray one. Mm -hmm. mm, I think that. Could yeah, be and like cool. less body armor, less. You know, let him be the detective kind mm. of thing. Because you write that like little collar thing is one little touch, but the rest of the suit didn't. But like whatever, it's a good suit. Like it looks nice on. The I love screen. how much they show his face in the suit too. The cowl usually only shows about like this much of a Batman, maybe like one did, a little yeah. bit more, but this like completely shows his jawline, everything. It's you're crushing on Pattinson's jawline. That's what we're saying. He's got a defined job. Emphasis on the fine <laughs> emphasis. Speaking of fun, nah, I'm not going to go with fine feline. Huh? Okay. There you go. Okay. That's a That's a transition yeah. into uh Zoe Kravitz, this cat woman who nails her role mm -hmm. in this. If you've again, looked at the comics with, Batman year one with um, really any iteration of Catwoman. She really embodies this character. I got to say, though, I still prefer Michelle Pfeiffer as the number one because just what she was able to do at that time, bring that character to the big screen in a big, incredible Hers way. Hers is over the top. Like Michelle Pfeiffer is doing what we expect Catwoman to do, whereas this is it's younger Batman. It's also younger Catwoman. Like she's not she's never referred to as Catwoman. She says the bat and the cat once, but mm. she's just a cat burglar that's making her way through a, a grim Gotham city. Who has a past, who's got actually fleshed out 
backstories in this that again we didn't really see that much with Tim Burton's like what's her backstory disgruntled employee gets pushed off of a window then cats liquor and now she's Catwoman that's pretty much all it is if you break it down that's that's about all with this you have have reason she has motivation for why she's doing what she's doing she wants to get out of Gotham Mm -hmm. which Gotham we can talk more specifics about it. I freaking loved this version of Gotham with the gothic look of everything, the the crown molding, the way that everything looked so lived in and and kind of like historic in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But when you go down into the city, it just looks like everything's a dumpster fire. Like literally streets are just on fire and nobody's doing anything to stop it. It's just like, Which, that's Gotham. That's fire lane. Just deal with that. <laughs> But they have so many good like parts inside of Gotham that I really like. We got we got to see a live action Arkham Asylum. We got to see live action Arkham. Was it Asylum? It was like hospital, Arkham Hospital or something weird like that. That was a little bit of a spoiler. I mean, they didn't like pull back and mm, yeah. I now I lost my train of thought because I feel bad. I accidentally kind of said that. Anything, Zoe Kravitz, keep going. She's good. <laughs> yeah, she's good. That that's anything else. Oh, I mean, so it's her chemistry with Robert Pattinson that I think makes it because and it's a different I don't know, it's not that over the top. It's not that like crazy, you know, like convince me that these two people are in love kind of thing. It's just her vibe matches Robert Pattinson's like laid back and and mm. you're believing that a guy that's that broken would, I don't know, kiss this lady or whatever like they they have a matching vibe whenever they go off together what are you talking about man i don't know if they kiss they they, i don't know i haven't seen that in any of the trailers (laughs) tyler says uh give me blue and gray batman suit i absolutely agree Mm -hmm. that could be super interesting i they had a picture of ben affleck when when they were doing the joss whedon version of justice league where they were like specifically changing the lighting to make the cape look a little bit blue I would like to see that. I think that could be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they had a little bit of an Adam Re- West uh, reference to me that um, um, we can actually talk about this because they put out a clip for it. There's a clip where uh, Batman punches Gordon. And to me, it feels exactly ripped out of the Batman TV show. Like you could almost put Barely. in a pow when he does it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he runs away. But they didn't. It wasn't really. It was kind of. Uh, sold for laughs in the film as well and that's the other thing about this there's actually quite a bit of humor for as dark as this movie is and this movie is dark without it's it scary. being marvel humor mm-hmm. like that's you can appreciate that right? yeah well and and most of the the horror elements the scary parts of this comes from the riddler played by paul dano now what did you think of this version of the riddler which is a steep departure from anything we've scene from a physical appearance of Riddler. This guy's completely covered up. We've mentioned Zodiac. This guy's kind of like Zodiac in a lot of ways. I mean, he's an he does his he does Zodiac cipher stuff when his riddles, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like his actual inspiration is more just online conspiracy well, look at the pictures. guy. Look look at comparison picture, like covering his face completely, the glasses, it all it all kind of checks out. But what did you think of his character and um kind of his relationship with Batman? So one of the good things about this movie is that it was uh, Batman has the coolest villains always. And a lot of movies, he gets overshadowed by his villains. This is more of a Batman movie. We get more Robert Pattinson. We get more background to like big, uh, big ups to mask the phantasm always for like, Oh, it's a good Batman story. He doesn't get overshadowed by his villains. 
And so when I say that he doesn't get overshadowed by Paul Dano, it's not saying that Paul Dano screwed up. It's just that he doesn't do so much weird, crazy stuff that I think more about Paul Dano than I do about Robert Pattinson. This is still Pattinson's movie. This is still mm. Batman's movie. Riddler was good, but nothing crazy. That's interesting. Because for me, I, I think I think Riddler executes his duty in the role perfectly. Like the way that he is antagonizing Batman, the way that he sets up these Riddler uh, situations, you could say, it's very much kind of uh, reminds me of Saw where they're where they're kind of like these horror oh, vibes. It was a hundred percent saw. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the Batman has to solve riddles that he's got to solve riddle, riddles in this. Right. And that he can do it and that these riddles aren't like, Oh, well that's the stupidest thing. Like no riddle that they put out made me think that it was too easy to solve or too difficult and impossible to solve. And that's cool. The very first one, like the introduction to the concept was the coolest riddle and was the easiest, like as I was kind of solving it along with Batman. Mm -hmm. And then they get harder and they get to where you believe like, oh, Batman's just smarter than us. That's cool. Mm -hmm. There's a terrific moment in this um, in regards to Riddler and Batman that we'll talk about in the spoilers that really had me on the edge of my seat in suspense because of the way that they set it up. But, oh man, it was so good. Uh, let's talk about Colin Farrell. Okay. Which... I don't know if you guys realized, but that was Colin Farrell. <laughs> Jigsaw would be very proud of the Riddler. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, he'd be like, "You can ride the triclops, uh, the, the the tricycle a little bit if you want." He it actually, would be cool. He seemed a lot like one of those Jigsaw knockoffs. Like at, by the time we get to <laughs> Saw Three, and it's like all these other people taking on the Jigsaw mantle. That's what he seemed like because he also had that like weird online following, and he also had all that like. Say more. What are you doing? This guy, this guy's spoiling stuff. That's... Go get him. Go get him. We're not done yet, but we've gone 30 minutes so far. That's pretty crazy. We're about halfway. This so is going Colin fast. Farrell and uh, Andy Serkis and then spoilers. Okay. So let's say, I'll say this for Colin Farrell. Totally immersed completely in this role. Uh, he is gone. There is no Colin Farrell. There's only Oz, which Ooh. is how they uh, refer um, Penguin too. Penguin's Oswald, kind of like a Cop slur Pop. more than anything, something that he doesn't necessarily like, but they all refer to him as Oz, and that's where there's some good fellas for me. This is the Joe Pesci character of the Mafia, where <laughs> like, he's he's dark, he's he's gritty, but he also he'll he make a joke every once in a while. He'll yeah. crack wise, and, and most of the humor was coming from him in this film, and I think people are going to get a huge kick out of him. Peacemaker did so well on HBO Max. I'm really excited to see how the Penguin does on HBO Max, especially that they're going to be kind of integrating like the Gotham PD show that they were going to do and and uh we're, oh, we got to talk about Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. Oh yeah, how he was incredible. Awesome. He was. Mm -hmm. He just completely like every character in this embodied their like the actors embodied their characters in in a way that I don't think we've ever seen before. Like in a way that felt straight from the comics like just completely from the comics like there wasn't anything that matt reeves wanted to do that wasn't uh, that that didn't feel like it was a good like tribute you know that that it wasn't like uh well we're gonna fundamentally change everything about this character it was we're gonna start these characters we're gonna build from there but we're gonna give you the pure essence of what these characters are about like what are what is their true motivations and penguin has a very strong motivation and where he ends at the end of this really tees off where he could go I, i'm really excited to see what did you think of him yeah 
he good supporting character, right? That's what you need out of your Batman rogues gallery. You're always going to have maybe too many villains, maybe a little bloated of a runtime because you're trying to get too much in there. But Oz was good. Like it wasn't, mm. it wasn't bad. <laughs> man, I, I don't, I don't know, man. The, the, the makeup, the costume design, everything paired with that. Like it makes that role. One of the best things that we've seen in a Batman film to date. This was not Danny DeVito. Can we say that? Yeah, but that Danny was DeVito not... was funny. So was this penguin. Like, this penguin was just as funny. He was funny looking. I don't know. I mean, oh it's... my goodness. Yeah, good. I think you, you need to put more respect on his name. It was good. Put some respect on his name. What about Alfred? What did you think of Alfred? Solid Alfred performance. That's just. I wanted more. Yeah. That was the only character I was like, man, I wish. Because it's not that it's not that Andy Serkis is bad in any way. It's just that he felt underused. The movie was two hours and 50 minutes. We've already spent 40 minutes talking about every single character individually. Mm -hmm. I'm fine if a couple of them are underused. I could have used less of a couple of the other ones we've already talked about. There could have been a little more out of Alfred, in my opinion, but I I don't know. You were going to sit through a three hour and 10 minute Batman movie. I I'd sit through a four-hour Batman movie. I, I don't not. eight-hour Batman movie. I don't even care. But that, but that's why I, I will acknowledge that I'm very biased in my opinion with this. Uh, the I will give you compl- some criticisms with it. I think this does have a pacing issue with its story. Uh-huh. At one point, it diverts with one specific villain group, and they complete that story. But they've still got a whole ton to wrap we up. We forget that. Oh wait, that's not even the story that we were about yet. Yeah, maybe so, that was intentional. Maybe they wanted to kind of throw it to make it seem like, you know, the day is done, the hero wins, and then give you their truth and, okay. and really dive down into that. I think that's interesting to do, but I for any moviegoer that goes and watches these things, if you watched Return of the King and you watch the that's first exactly what I was gonna say eight different endings, it's it can Return feel a little ending. bit yeah, it could feel a little bit sluggish and like, yep. okay, come on, come on. So as long as you go in with an expectation that when you think this is ending, just expect maybe a half hour more after that point. And, right. and you will still be very happy with what you're saying, what you're seeing. I think this is a great start to this new trilogy. Like if there were any, any critiques to me, it would really just be about the editing and pacing of, of mm-hmm. the second half of this film. But other than that, the story works, the characters work, the, the tone is incredible. Like the tone is so good in this and so consistent. Yeah, it's it's all good. So my last, my final like thoughts before we really dive into like the spoilerly reasons why is that not every movie needs to be a limited series, right? We can mm. still make two hour movies and there's still, there should still be a market for that. You can, there is something to be said for restraint and holding back and not trying to cram everything in because we talked to you we, sound like you sound like what the Warner Brothers studios were saying when Zack Snyder was like, I want a three hour movie. And then they botched all of their versions. Well, because it was supposed to be a two parter in the first place anyway, like he had four hours to play with. I would have preferred two different two hour movies. Not the point that <laughs> this Batman, we we spoiled a little bit that like, oh, he's super noir. And so he does have a little of that Blade Runner VO. Mm. And guess what? That totally goes away for the length of an entire feature film in the middle of this movie. Like there's an hour and a half where we forget that he's got like any of this monologue and we forget who the real villain is. And we go off on that side Hmm. tangent. There's a whole movie's worth of stuff in the middle of this movie that you forget what the movie's really about. And so it does have great framing and it does like do everything right, but it's, it is too long. And 
my second there there was nothing like there was nothing that grabbed a hold of me and shook me and said this remember this mm. so it was an okay movie and i saw batman but i never got a single moment in an entire movie where i was like oh man okay mm. this is his definitive batman mo moment or this is what this riddler is or oh man catwoman's gonna do this it was just we kept Dang, plotting that, from there's so many of there's so many moments for me <laughs> we kept plotting from like plot to plot to plot and it was never it was the same plot. They're it was just, they never just, spectacular. They just, they just took a little nap about one part of it. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get into that. The last thing I want to say before we get into our spoiler review, Michael Giacchino, uh, give him the Oscar now, please. And uh, Greg Fraser, give him the Oscar now, please. The cinematography and the score. Two things that this movie would not work without. The score is incredible. I you oh, We reused God. the Batman theme oh. too much. We've reused it's a whole new theme. His new theme we heard too often. Wow. No, I mean okay. Yeah, yeah. Now we're gonna now we're gonna get into it. All right. Before we do that though, let's talk really quick about this. This thing right here, y'all. Do you want do you want a goddamn Batman shirt? Do you want this? <laughs> you wanna do some things for it? You wanna be vengeance? You wanna do some things for this? Leave a like on the video. That way we know if it's you that wants it and whoever's liked this video we'll pull from there and we are going to mail you this official licensed batman shirt there's no trademark at the bottom there's no like tm please don't sue me warner brothers i'm just no. a poor guy that's trying to make his way in the in the world now this came from them so leave a like let us know and before we go we got to put this quick thing up Oh my gosh. Hey, buddy. What's this guy doing here? Everybody, it's your boy Chaz. What's up? Happy Friday. That was not a good resound. <laughs> the applause button for some reason wasn't on that one. Here, let me. <laughs> it was fitting, though. I, I get it. It's so good to see <laughs> you, buddy. Thank you. Oh, man. Well, we were, we've been talking a little bit about the Batman. I know you've been tuning in on this and it's good to get you on for this one particularly because now we can talk a little bit of spoilers and um i uh, i didn't know this cole had to bring this up to me your twitter is is nothing but gush you're just gushing everywhere about this movie and i just i just want to say i told you so i told <laughs> you so you son of a bitch i told you that this was going to be amazing in yeah, your you, face. You also said it was going to be R-rated, which it was not. So, But it was close, bro. <laughs> this is the closest yeah, it's ever come to an R-rated movie. PG-13 7, PG-13. Yeah, this was... Yep. They say happy fucking Halloween. That's the funniest thing in the world. Like when they said that, like, oh, this ain't your granddaddy's Batman. Here See, we go. I'm a connoisseur <laughs> where you put your one fuck in a PG-13 movie. Mm, they went full Fox with this. That was a good fuck. <laughs> that was a good fuck. That was a good fuck. It, it was used very well. Um, and that was kind of the intro to this. You start with um, Riddler doing his Zodiac move. And that's where the horror comes in immediately, right? Like him just standing behind the mayor as he walks past is terrifying. That was good. 
Like that, that legit freaked me out. But Chaz, I want to know from you, what was the thing that made you decide this is, this is your jam. This is the one. And don't just say Greg Frazier because he did Dune. <laughs> you can't just bring it back to Dune oh, every no. time. I want Dude, a real answer. Dune so last year. I can't wait to talk about Dune because I compare this to Dune a lot. In oh. my mind, they are very similar oh in that I was just God. unexcited for both of them. Uh, oh, okay. What? You. He, both, he attacked both of Whoa. us. He attacked both of us on that one. Holy shit. <laughs> Two this birds guy doesn't snow. miss. <laughs> um, dude, the chest. Let's the, hear. The, the defining moment for me was basically the car chase scene. Um, <laughs> dude, like, here's the thing. My, one, of my fav- one of my favorite sequences in cinema history is Mission Impossible 6 Fallout, you know, with the motorcycle chase sequence. To me, at that time, I'm like, there's nothing that could top this. I mean, this is this is like peak thrilling cinematography, action, everything, you know, stunt work. And then Matt Reeves is like, well, hold my beer, you unrelated movie, you know, universe. We're going to top that with a epic car chase scene in a superhero movie, nonetheless, which I thought was even more badass because, you know, superhero films can feel generic and that was not generic. It was Mad Max in the rain. That's, that's what I called it. That's a good way it's to put Mad it. Mad yeah. Max in the rain. There was not a scene in this movie that wasn't rain, though. So that's what a noir that's is. Gotham. That's, that's Gotham. what a film noir is. <laughs> that's Gotham, man. Well, that's what this Gotham is. Not every Gotham has been that. If you've went to the Joel Schumacher Joel Batman, Schumacher if you go down man, that rabbit hole of neon and weird, the big old <laughs> Gothic statue, oh, holding... the 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 Statue of Liberty at Gotham for some reason. No, there's <laughs> the just beginning. random giant statues all through Gotham of like Atlas and yeah, but Greek you know gods. that they had the Statue of Liberty in Batman Forever, right? Yeah, the whole opening sequence is going to the Statue of Liberty of Gotham. It was beautiful. <laughs> Oh man! If the Vegas writer... can have one, give golf. Can you? Could you believe if Matt Reeves were to do that now? <laughs> if they never did that in Batman Forever, and now we cut to like trying to do a hyper realistic Batman, they're like, but maybe the Statue of Liberty should be thrown in there too. Everybody would be like, "You're copying No Way Home." Did you know when they were giving Battinson the costume test, they used the bat nipple costume? Yeah, initially. he his. His head could only fit in George Clooney's costume. Uh, from what I understand, he tried on every single one, right? And the body felt closest to Kilmer, and the cowl was closest to Clooney. And it's so he jawline. Mm-hmm. So he did those test, uh, those test uh, things with um, Zoe Kravitz with him in that suit instead, <laughs> which. That's got to be funny. And apparently he had a lot of a sweaty problem. He was very sweaty in the suit <laughs> to the point where like the, you know, the scene where he's fighting Catwoman, which by the way, that opening scene with them fighting is incredible. Like when yeah. he drops down and like catches her right there and the way that they kind of like dance and fight and like the styles are so different. Like Catwoman is very much like defensive, but back away, like she'll hit and she'll back up and Batman's just kind of like walking like in, in, in all of his fighting, he really doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't need to run. This is not Ninja them, right? Batman. This is well, he's like Michael Myers Batman. Yeah, he's very much like <laughs> Michael Myers. That's totally true. Where he's just he he will walk at his own pace. And even if the goons see him walking, he's like, I'm not gonna speed up. Yeah. <laughs> I know your faces. I see you. You're on my shit list. <laughs> like you're gonna you're gonna get it soon, even if it's not right now. Tell him that one kid that ran away that might become Robin. You guys think that kid at the beginning of the subway chase that runs away is going to come back with anything? No. 
sure no nothing with him uh, dude what wait so is this a thing that the internet is saying because i honestly oh, everybody had... everybody's saying who's who in in, in whatever the i thing. also and had that idea i was like that that could be robin that's a cool little uh, well i th- i thought the kid would be the the kid that he had a special bond with throughout the movie the mayor's kid yeah i thought that would yeah. be more like a robin character I could see that, but the kid's that was also too young. Humanity. So if they were to do a sequel right. and have him be Robin, that's child endangerment 100%. Well, you'd have to age like him that. up, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> instead of having this early on Batman, which is what this Batman's shtick is, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, to get that kid old enough to be Robin, we're all of a sudden, like, skip five years of his development as Batman, and that loses what makes this Batman cool. And mm-hmm. So don't do that. What was your what was your what's your beef with this movie? That's Cole? the pro. Okay, so what's my beef with Dune? I don't have one either. It just never excited me. And so my main beef with this, that. it feels like it came ten years too late. I was I would have been so excited for this kind of like weird goth hot topic Batman if it came right on the heels of the Dark Knight. He's and- barely goth. He's like barely goth. I don't He's know, dude. Sad. Him, him, him eating blueberries with yet. sunglasses on, you know, that's pretty goth and emo. And the way I see it, if you His if you're gonna be shadow. Batman, are you gonna be the happiest person on the planet? No, yeah. no. But you're this... gonna be you're gonna be depressed all the time unless you're in the suit beating the crap out of people, pretending they're the ones that killed your parents. Right. And and again, that's a valid version of Batman. It's just this went all the way in on it, and that's fine. It's just not my favorite version of the character. And but what I'm getting at is there was never a moment where I was really excited about this Dune. I fell mm. asleep during like, at least this is slightly <laughs> better than that, but I, I understand that it's good filmmaking. I understand that it's got the tight plot or whatever. I don't, I'm not going to come on here and yell about plot holes. I don't care. You about, should. That's what the show is. I don't care <laughs> about that in any movies, but like, especially this one that was actually a tight script. I don't really care about that. It just, it never grabbed me the way some other Batmans have and the way that other just movies have. Mm, so yeah, tight, it's tighter than the skin suit on Colin Farrell. Am I right? Ew. <laughs> I wonder how much he sweat to be honest. Colin Farrell was so great. I love the fact that he literally waddles away that's... when they tie him <laughs> by his legs and he literally waddles like a penguin. That's when I was like, this is amazing. They're, they're doing things, Catwoman having actual nails, and when she claws Carmine Falcone, actually having like a nail. Those are moments where I was like, this is this is exactly what I had hoped to see out do, of a Batman Do film. you think, so they bring in Maroney. The mm. reason that they pronounced him Falcone in this has to be so that we don't confuse Maroney and Falcone. Because he's pr- it's pronounced Falcone mm. in every other piece of Batman like audio work ever. And in this, they they specifically say Falcone over and over and over again. I was actually pretty surprised that they brought in Maroney, to be honest, because because right. it felt that's like that would like, be a little bit too C-tier. much referring to Nolan. And I think that's what people keep saying, like, oh, this is very Nolan. Only no. because there's characters that were introduced in Nolan's universe that were still from Batman. Like they're still like apparently from the, the Joker. Ugh. That's whoa. you know what? That's you my one beef it? with this. Whoa, whoa, what? Good. That's my one beef with this movie. It was unnecessary. It was so out of place. You know what it felt like to me? And it's it not, was a post credit scene that they it's didn't want it to be a post credit scene, and so they stick it in the middle so they can be like, oh, it wasn't a no. post credit scene. It's not the same. However, wow. it was like the Amazing Spider-Man Two Sinister Six. Yep. When that guy walked down the hallway, and then there's just like all of the stupid suits that they were like, "Oh, look, it's the vulture! Oh, yeah, look, it's Todd that's Doc. that's what it felt like to me too." And and I don't know if you're if you're gonna bring in the Joker, you got to bring him in. You know what I mean? Like you can't just be through a bar, and and it can't be done that way Since as a spoilers, tease at the I mean, very is, end. Is he credited? Like, 
Yeah, yeah. He's, credited, yeah. he's credited sadly at the top of IMDb. If you go to the Ew. main page, he's literally credited right next to Robert Pattinson on the front page. That's dumb. When you check on it, it says that he's like some officer. He's not actually the Joker. He's like, officer, uh, mustachey, not Joker man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's like the name o- of it. Officer Ha Ha. Officer <laughs> Huey Ha. <laughs> Huey Hoo Ha Ha. But I, I don't think that was necessary, to be honest. I get why they did it. They want to start planting seeds for other characters that are showing up. But if this is inherently saying that it's going to be Joker in the sequel, I, I don't think I'm not will. happy. I'm here's, not happy. Here's the thing. I don't think it will. I'll, I'll be in your same boat if it is. If they take that route, I'll be like, this is dumb. I think if they're going to tease the Joker like that, because they didn't even show his whole face, right? And I think that's mm-hmm. better. To me, I think it's a, the best tease you can get without having like a Batman Begins moment with the Joker card. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. at least we got to see him silhouetted and we got to see like, who this Joker might look like because we did see some weird scarring in the hair and then hearing. Well, do you want to hear right? a little bit about that? Because Matt Reeves spoke about what this Joker actually has as far as the backstory. Okay. Apparently he was born with a condition where he just smiles. Like he can't not smile. Okay. Thank you, Matt Reeves. But it's... if that's your thing, put it in the text of your movie. Don't have it as an <laughs> announcement four days later. Like... No, no, it's, it's a tease. It's a tease. You know? Well, that was my other thing. I don't care. Things... I, I hate that. I hate when directors <laughs> and like authors come out and are like, well, actually, I meant this, this, and this. If it's now, he... cool, put it in your movie. If it's useless, don't tell me about it now. But here's the thing. This it, wasn't it... Zack Snyder just teasing a dead Robin. Like, because that was horrible. That was one of the worst things that they ever did with Batman v Superman is just showing a dead freaking thing without showing Robin dying in that. Oh, let me finish. That was let me fin- hey, don't look at me. Don't let me finish. And, and what they did with this one, it's not necessarily any tease for what we're getting with a new Joker. It's just it's just shoehorned in. It just feels like a shoehorned moment. So the 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 bright side look at it is maybe they're just <laughs> building a texture and they're trying to flesh out this Arkham hospital or asylum, whatever it's going to be. Then put in polka dot man. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> like, do throw that. in a couple suicide squad characters that were in Batman's universe. And there you go. But they wouldn't do that. It's its own thing. If they don't have jo- the reason I hated it is because it was Joker and Joker yep. feels like he dominates everything that he touches. Oversaturated. If it had been any other villain, I wouldn't come out of it thinking, oh man, Scarecrow, Clayface is going to show up in the next one because Clayface was in Arkham. No, because it was the Joker, it felt like it was shoehorned. If it was anyone else, they're just like building the fabric of the universe. There's many villains during the course of like, hey, Mm. Batman just came on the scene. Maybe he's put a couple away. Maybe there's some that are going to come out, but it's because it was the Joker that it felt bad. Another issue that I actually have with this is um, 4chan, the 4chan Riddlers. That's what I'm that calling them. Terrifying, dude. The the four like chan riddlers on. that. Yeah, but like, do you really think four chan's that able to like? Yeah. you know, militarize. Yes. <laughs> have you have you heard of January six? Okay. I don't like that. What? <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out very well, did it? And they didn't have a Batman. No, yeah, they did. They were the cool officers that are on the Capitol that diverted <laughs> stuff and were doing the right. They thing. weren't throwing them off of Gotham Square Garden though. No, but really, like. So little prep time, right? Very little prep time for them to get organized and do all that stuff. Also, How, there, there's no way that they would have not been caught at some point unless there was some type of connection with. I don't think so. It just felt that felt silly to me. That part of all the things felt like uh, this is a little how, bit too. How, how would they have been caught, though? Because the Riddler wasn't caught until the very end. 
how they would have been caught? Well, because he's he's online posting, right? And you can't track where Riddler's posting his stuff. But that doesn't mean that the people that actually have usernames, they had usernames on the thing that you could track their IPs. Have you heard of the dark web? Have you heard of like... That's not what he was on because that dark web, that that doesn't hold water because they wouldn't put the dark web videos on the internet, like on TV. They were putting that on that. Yes. They would do that if it's like leaking get, stuff. It's encrypted. They can't have access to it. It's all encrypted. The whole website's encrypted. Yeah. I, yeah, they I could, told it about that. Got shared. Once it gets you. out, then you have that version of it that you can share and put it on TV. Yeah, but when no, you I, see I was people saying with this live like, rounds, AR fifteen, LOL. Like those that people wasn't would get in trouble and caught. That wasn't happening on Twitter. No, yeah, it was, was happening. Somewhere. It was it was the Riddler's Discord. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Hey guys, thanks. Five hundred followers. This is great. Yeah. And and I know 500, th- 500 th- followers <laughs> means you get one to two likes per post. Like, it does not mean that being a guy in this situation, that's bullshit. That's not how it would have gone down. But yeah, Geeks has like 500 and some odd likes. We got one person watching and it's my wife. <laughs> Dude, I don't know that because I mean, like, what if I think it kind of showed like how contagious this villain mentality can be and how easy it is to sway anybody and it could be anybody you know like mm. especially because paul dan or dano does reveal his identity at the end you know in a very zodiac fashion way um but then when you see those other riddlers pop up it makes you realize oh even if he's gone he's or it's already been tainted like there's gonna be people trying to copycat him you know what i mean yeah. like it's going to be an ongoing thing throughout. Yeah, was, probably they're probably setting up Gotham as well, the Gotham TV series. I, I think that's what they're probably setting up for with the, how massive this is going to be. Let's talk about that interrogation scene when Batman meets Riddler and the the uh, misdirect Ooh. to where Bruce you Bruce Wayne. Yeah, the whole time, and mm-hmm. I love the Batman just sitting there like, "Shut up, dude!" And he just keeps going, Bruce <laughs> Wayne, and like he's just like, "Stop it!" Everybody in the theater is like, "Yeah, oh my gosh, he knows, he knows." He knows who yeah. this person is. And then when he flips it and he goes, we almost got him. <laughs> he turns. It was like, that was awesome. And then no. thinking that Riddler thought that if he did all this stuff, because he's doing it in the name of Batman, you don't realize it until the end, but he's doing this, which is kind of the, kind of the big thing that everybody talks about when it comes to Batman and his rogues gallery, the chicken or the egg, which came first, which influenced which, right? And they did a great job of showcasing that. But when, but when, Batman kind of like re- tells him like I'm not part of you, and Paul Dano has his freak out at that point. That was good, amazing. I every part of that interrogation scene was great, and but he loses. Batman loses in the end. Cole, did you not like the misdirect then? I did not because put yourself just in Paul Dano's shoes. Why is he just? Why is he hammering home Bruce Wayne's name that much? Without- because he was raised in the orphanage that they should have been taken care of. Yeah, yeah, but like, he, why is he unloading that off on Batman right now? Because like, he you get to that, finally see Batman, who you've been building Batman, and saying, like, you're my ally, ally. The first thing that you want to say to him is, like, we did it, Batman. Not just, like, Bruce Wayne. Literally, my biggest complaint about The Last Jedi, which we've had this conversation before, too, oh, is God, twists what, for the... You, you really... This was going so well. <laughs> you threw in the last... Why? Twists, why would you do that? This is this, not The Last Jedi. Twists for the sake of twists is the biggest sin in today's like hyper mediaized. But those, hyper, those aren't like, twists for the sake of being twists. That wasn't a twist. That was a mis. That was a his dialogue misdirect. made no that sense. That it's a red herring, dude. It was a red herring. That wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't a subversion of expectation. That was. That was. Yeah. 
when you come out and just say Bruce Wayne, Bruce because Wayne, Bruce Wayne, to someone talks. that we know that he's that's Bruce Wayne. That's how he talks through the whole thing. No, 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 because I, th- I think it says a lot about the Riddler's character in the sense that like he thought he, he and Batman were working together and that he and Batman both came to the conclusion that Bruce Wayne has to be the next victim. It was like and a singular mindset. You know? He already same, missed yeah. him, though. Like, it's not like, he's oh, the same I finally got Batman. Like, hey, who do you think we should get next? Maybe Bruce Wayne. No, there was no, like... I think this is a framing. nitpick. I think you're nitpicking on this one. It, that, it makes total sense. That was the most that annoying the one person, person he couldn't get. The most annoying. That he would be a little bit like, man, we could have gotten him. Then say that instead of he just did. teasing us with he did Bruce say Wayne, that. Bruce Wayne, yeah, Bruce he, Wayne, he, he's like Bruce Wayne. We could have had him. It's like me saying that's what he said, Patrick. And when he explains his reasoning for it, which by the way, it's okay, now dark. delay for two more minutes as we have another conversation, and then say Patrick again, and then take another couple minutes. Oh, it was not that bad. You need to, nah. Patrick. His reasoning, and he says that rats are chewing on his fingertips while babies are dying because it's too cold. Like that's reason enough for me. That's to be terrifying. like, I totally get the motivation. I yeah. get why he hates Bruce Wayne because here's this orphan, kind of, and he makes a point about yeah. saying that too. You're not really an orphan when you've got a rich ass tower that you live on top of. Meanwhile, we're living in your broke ass house, right? And having to deal with stuff, which I kind, I really enjoyed that they still like called back to Wayne Manor, but showed how decrepit, and, like horrible it was at that point. This this Bruce Wayne doesn't care about anything with legacy. Like you said, no. the only legacy he has is crushing skulls. Like, that's pretty much all he wants. So, did, did you guys like then how his family was tied to both narratives going on in the story? Yeah, like, is Martha, Riddlers. Well, that's the big someone reveal, that's right? read more comic books than me. Has that ever been done before? Oh, yeah. So, there in Flashpoint, there's actually a, a storyline where instead of the parents dying, Bruce dies. His dad takes on the mantle of Batman and his mom takes on the mantle of Joker because she's been uh, repeatedly hospitalized in Arkham and stuff. And in the comics, it is it is uh, hinted at that she's related to the to the Arkham's. Cool. And it's not really like as heavy on this. And here's where I'll also get into another criticism. Thomas Wayne is not a good person, even if he wouldn't have even if he was negligent and not thinking that Carmine Falcone was going to kill that journalist that was going to leak the thing that's on him. That's they, still on him. He's still not a good person because he wanted something. He yeah. wanted it. What do you, when you go to a mobster and you say, will you take care of something for me? You really don't think that he's going to murder that person. That's on him. That's on him. They don't try to absolve Alfred. Tries yes, to they absolve do. Him. They totally try to absolve him. And they kind of end it with Batman being like, oh, I guess he wasn't that bad of a guy. He so he's wrong. Know. He just didn't know. I think there's more to this. I think there's going to be more to this about Thomas Wayne as a character that we're going to learn that maybe there's a court of owls that he was a part of as well. <laughs> they, they can reference and hint to, which by the way, there's lots of hints and stuff to other characters that were pretty awesome. Did you guys see the hush reference? Well, yeah. it screamed across my screen that said hush. Is that yeah, the reference you're talking about? Yeah. It was about, so it was like, sly. we know Cole's got some complaints. Hush. We don't know. <laughs> what else was there? Chaz, what was some of your, um, pieces with it what was what was your uh, top top and your bottom 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 i don't know man i think my bottom bottom would be the fact that the for a majority of the movie it felt really grounded and like even his fight sequences with the thugs you know in that car chase sequence like it still yep. felt grounded enough and not superhero action-packed right but in the third act when he's fighting all those riddlers he does some you know superhero moves where i'm like oh, but you weren't fighting this 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 insane you know in the beginning of the movie and i'd have liked to see a build up to that like 
that those training moments essentially, you know, and I mean, you kind of, they kind of uh, foreshadowed it, you know, when he's running down the, the building, like for this grapple hook <laughs> um, before mm-hmm. he heads out there. But um, I guess that's my bottom, bottom, but the top, the top, I mean, I loved everything, dude. Most of the, most importantly, I love the chemistry between all the actors. I thought him mm-hmm. and uh, Zoe Kravitz had great chemistry. And I think, Kravitz for me is a lot better than you know Michelle Pfeiffer, and I know that's gonna. I know, I know, but I even think Colin Farrell is a better penguin than than Dan DeVito. You know, um, I just I, I like the grounding of it, and I like it's the, tough the to cool compare those two. <laughs> it is well, well, and I think a lot of the comparisons, you know, like we've mentioned, it's coming off Nolan mm-hmm. um, with the Dark Knight, but they're so vastly different too, where I don't think you can compare them because. Yes, they're both grounded in a, in, in a reality of some sort, right? Like, they both feel like, yes, I could totally envision this. But I think with The Dark Knight, there's a lot of, like, larger thematics that were at play, especially the Joker, you know, commenting on, like, corruption and the overall money system, right? And that Batman does that to an extent, but also touches more on personal stuff with, like, you know, orphans and how, uh, you know, they, use, they utilize Catwoman to be the... the uh, what do you call it? The femme fatale or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah. The, yeah. I love the, the grittiness and noir of the Batman. I think it's more stylized than any of the others. Mm-hmm. I, I like that you liked that because honestly, for me, it wasn't fun. <laughs> enough. It's so <laughs> well, it, because it's going to touch different people, different ways. Like right. it wasn't fun enough for me to like dive in like, Oh boy, this is a comic book movie. I want to rewatch this 14 times like Endgame, Right. I didn't mm-hmm. complain that that was three hours, but, this is technically shorter than that, and I don't want to rewatch it. But whoa, it didn't, it didn't have enough of Jesus. those adult themes like Blade Runner, like all the movies we've been comparing it to. Blade Runner Seven, Usual Suspects is what I thought whenever he was like unveiling himself. It, it wasn't good enough, like it wasn't high tier enough, it wasn't thoughty enough, like a book in that way for me to like justify that. And so for me, it just it fell in the middle. And it didn't excite me. And that that's if that's the only criticism that it can have, that's it's still really well made. Right. It just wasn't quite adulty, heady enough to be that. And it certainly was not fun or comic booky enough for me to have fun. I thought it was now, fun. I thought the, it was lots of fun. I love the, detective mysteries and they they nailed that. Do, do you think it has to be adulty? Um, because I mean he is a young Batman, right? I mean, he's probably in his mid-20s at this point in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And same thing with Catwoman, it's like they're so young. And my favorite, like this ending is just, it ends on a different note than like any other Batman really, you know, and it's them racing off, you know, and, and then separating, going separate ways. And he even has that shot of like her driving off in the rearview mirror, you know, it's a, it's kind of like saying goodbye to old, old young friends essentially. And they're both yeah. like, they have so much to learn with how massive and corrupt Gotham is, you know, and if this is their first journey together, then like, I can only imagine their growth throughout the later franchises, you know? Yeah. Do you think that the sequel they're going to bring back so Kravitz that quickly, or do you think she's going to be returning? Because it ends with her breaking off, breaking off, and that that scene of them branching away from motorcycle. Beautiful shots. Yeah, I, I I don't know, man, and you know I don't I don't know what to expect going forward. Um, I just I liked the chemistry, and I think Battinson really is a solid Batman overall. It's mm. I love. It's it's weird that you're already talking about like how soon can we bring Zoe Kravitz back? I'm fine if we never bring her back again because that builds the. <laughs> I love. Come on, you don't want to see a fully realized version of a character introduced. That's the thing that bothers. Not everything like, has to be the movie. Like we can assume that some things happen off screen. This is not a television show where we have don't want her back at episodes. all. You'd never want to see Zoe Kravitz's cat. How many of these bad off? How many? 
we're gonna have one every like three years. Yeah, that we're gonna have gonna one be... every three goddamn years, and I'm excited. so he's gonna be forty by the time it brings Zoe Kravitz back. Like, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, if he, it's not until he, the third or fourth movie, then that's what you're talking about realistically. Do you and want I don't MJ back that. in the next Spider-Man movie? No. Yes, because that's gonna happen that's in like bullshit. one that's year. Bullshit. Then he's then she's gotta be back in the next because, movie. Yeah, because they they went on their separate ways, and at the end of the Spider-Man movie. Well, where's right? she going? She going to Metropolis? Where, where's Zoe Kravitz going? Zoe, I, I don't know, man. But like her family or history, I, I love that twist where it finds we find out that Falcone's her dad. You know, mm, that was a great um, twist. That's what I loved about her backstories that they actually gave her something to do. Right, and she and the fact how she manipulated Batman, which is very Catwoman ish, right, yeah. to get mm. him involved in a family thing, like, and it hits all the marks for that noir vibe that they were going for. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, I mean, if you love noirs and like, you know, detective mysteries, I mean, this hits all the beats until like, you know, 10 minutes of the third act where it becomes just a faint superhero film, which is fine because it is a Batman film after all. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and let's it, give let's give credit to John Turturro for playing an amazing Carmine oh, Falcone. Yeah, he was fantastic yep. in it. A little creepy that he was hitting on his daughter like that. That's a little that, those parts were just but he <gasps> should be creepy. Mm -hmm. Like that's <laughs> the character. And let's talk about uh, Peter Skarsgård as well who I did not notice that that was him. That was all taped up with the explosive around his neck. Oh shit. But, yeah. Yeah. Peter Skarsgård. He was very good in this too. For the little role he was in, a lot of people were thinking he could be Harvey Dent and he was the DA. So like you're kind of close there, but we're probably going to see a Harvey show up in the, in a, in a, a next. Film, well, and, and this was inspired by uh, Batman year one. And, and the uh, long Halloween, the long Halloween and long Halloween has a lot to do with Harvey Dent. Oh, and yeah. so, and he did, and Matt Reeves has been on record saying, you know, he'd like to make hush. Like he goes on Twitter today, like when they're doing their little movie thing, mm -hmm. but he has been also been on record saying he wants to explore like calendar man, you know, like these, these, these <laughs> I know, these, but it's these villains. I, I've never even heard of. I'm Is not it at the beginning of the nerd. second movie where they just close the door and they're like, well, that's that. And then get into the story. <laughs> no, calendar man's actually in the long, in the, uh, the long Halloween as well. Hmm. No. So well, like, I, think that I don't think we'll ever see Bane in his universe. That Venom though, that Venom that Batman took, that green that wasn't Venom. People keep Dude. calling that Venom. It's like it was just a shot of adrenaline. Yeah. People, he no a, way, no I, way. I've seen. Why would it, it be green? Why would it be Daredevil do green? that? Doesn't he stab himself with something? An adrenaline shot to go, yeah, but, or... but he also doesn't have like a steroid addicted villain that he has to fight, like Batman, who's gonna break his back. Think he which is a major it's moment this in a weird toxin book. called Venom. I have no idea if it'll work. And if then, he had, like... we would have hated it, right? Exactly, yeah, dude. So don't I, be over I think, the... uh... Matt Reeves was subtle, that's good, the, yeah, yeah, he's that's too subtle to make that Venom, though. No, yeah, no. he's too subtle to make that I think that was Venom, it was a nod drop, possibly the drops are the closest thing that are gonna be Venom, that the actual drug that the mafia is making that will be no way, dude. This was just. An adrenaline shot that's that's no. gonna be like joker's this henchman a, a bit uh bane's <laughs> gonna be joker's henchman is that what you just said the the drop druggy dudes you know oh okay the drop guy you think the he can i don't know you see i just don't want joker in the next movie i don't i don't either I'm i think i think mr freeze is a perfect setup for flooding gotham and where they're going from that point on i think mr poison freeze works very well and clayface if they gave him like make it like James McAvoy was split, give him tons of different personalities instead of like him becoming a mud man. And I think that might work too. Or make him a mud man. Why not? Uh, but I do want I like so, the hyper realism, but I want some weird stuff too. I want the meta human stuff. Do you think they'll ever bring Phantasm to the live action? Mm. 
Not, probably not. No, not in this trilogy. She's only cool because. And do you really we see this Batman really hitting it off with a girl in college <laughs> and, and like then having that? And they've already kind of resolved a lot of the mob stuff in this film, right? Yeah, and that backstory is passed. Big part of Phantasm's backstory is her having the relationship. In a way, Zoe Kravitz was Phantasm in this. They they right. took that that backstory and put it on Catwoman instead. That was a very smart thing I just said. I'm going to I'm going to leave I'm going to just let that sit there. We're not going to fight it because you know you might be on to something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on the Batman. That's what I'm on. Dude, but I I also want to mention that like the score, I've been listening to it all day and I agree that Michael Favorite song? Uh probably the funeral song. Mm, interesting. Highway yeah. to the Anger Zone. That dude, that's I, a, I drive to work with that. And maybe I that sh- that affects me, but I love it. I, I show my parents that. And I also love like when the penguin songs, I don't remember what it's called, but it has penguin in its title. Mm-hmm. It's before the the highway song, but I think, yeah, I think it's just moody. And I mean, Cole might have a point, might play the, the theme a little bit too much. Sure. But I think it's also like a nice nod to Danny Elfman, which I fucking think is epic. Danny Elfman and the animated series. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear a lot of, I think her name is Shirley something. Shirley Williams. She's yeah. Super she composed the, the animated series. Yeah, who did the composing? I think so. Pretty sure that's who it is. (laughs) But um, let's see. Any other spoilers that they were that were missing that we need to call to attention? I loved how he uses his uh, grappling gun. I love that it shoots out from his wrist, and then he can pop it out. It's not like a gun that he has to grab, and then it's like like shoots him out like that. What'd you think of the 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 parachute parachute? You know, a lot of people have complaints about this about this thing. (laughs) I that's what he would do. Yeah. At the beginning, he would have some little squirrel suit and do that, do that flying squirrel. And I, it was unrealistic I mean, how hard he hit the thing when he fell. I was like, well, he's dead. Like that, that's a hard hit. We kept hammering home like a rat with wings. Yeah. I love the penguin is the one wings. that got that too. And it wasn't them. And yeah. like, Oh, you two are the world's greatest detectives. Huh? I love that so much. <laughs> Yeah. It's like yes. I, after after talking, Cole, there's got to be a moment now that we've brought up that that is like you know what? For what it was, there was one good moment. The the beginning where it starts oh off with God, Noir, the beginning, and he's like voiceovering, and like we go to those three different like hoodlums vandalizing Gotham, and it's like he's describing how. They're like villains are going to be afraid of the dark instead of I good guys. And like he's the shadows. He's I love vengeance. his voice too. His bat voice was very well done. They bring vengeance to a nice circle because like by the end, he doesn't have to be avenging anything. He People just, gave, he gave he's him a hope. good guy now. He mm-hmm. gave him hope more than Superman gave anybody hope That's, in any of his stupid movies. Yeah, but did Batman wear an S on his chest that means hope in his native tongue? No, he wore no. a cool fucking bat. But I do think what that thingies. what that tells us at the end of that that moment, right, where he's because he he goes he he saves the day with that, right, and mm-hmm. as he's helping people, that per, that lady on the stretcher grabs his his arm, his gauntlet a little bit, mm-hmm. and that narration of him talking about hope, I think that is what he comes to the realization that Batman can inspire hope, and so can Bruce Wayne, yeah, that he can start moving into something more with that, and it's and it's a kind of acknowledgement that he's gonna. Sh- stray further away from the goth Bruce Wayne that you're looking for. Okay. I, I do expect to see more Bruce Wayne moments in the sequel. That's especially, for sure. Well, especially because of the city's so destroyed now because of the flooding, right? 
Yeah, um, Batman can't like throw out billions of dollars. No, to Bruce, but Bruce <laughs> Bruce Wayne can. I, I'm pretty sure that's how they're going to set Bruce Wayne being a really philanthropic billionaire. You know, just that's like, fascinating. That's a good idea. If I were, yeah, I would probably do it like that. Have Bruce Wayne be the one to try to clean up all the stuff as much as he can. And I, I will, I, I will say that I oh see that's a good one, Cole. Um, I will say though the uh, the scene I I cried it almost by the way, and it was during the end when he's helping all those people. But the first person he helps out is that kid, right? Yeah. And like the music with that dude, I was just like, man, that's that the Batman I love. That poor so. kid's got no luck. <laughs> he's, got, he's constantly like, I did think it was a little funny um, at the funeral scene, which is, that's a funny sentence. When the car's coming in and it's nowhere near hitting the kid, yet Batman sprints to the kid and tackles him. <laughs> <laughs> that car wasn't going towards the kid. It was going straight. He was in the middle. It, it was it, already it going swerved. right. Eh, I think I think that's kind of that was a preemptive jump. <laughs> like maybe after he's like, I was fine. He wasn't doing that. But I loved the riddle scenes. I loved him solving the riddles. I loved his detective work, his everything. Do you want to see the white eyes in this in another Batman? Or do you think that Pattinson's kind of made another case for you can't do that because you're missing so much of the character if you're covering his eyes he's always supposed to be in the shadows you know mm. and like i think that, he did a good, that doesn't well, tell me if the white eyes should be white or not no no because what i'm saying is like even like when we do see his eyes even though the eyes do carry the emotion right it's so much just about batman's presence being there that carries the mm. emotion and in this movie i mean he's really cold right like you mm. just stand in the shadows and like you'd be like is that his eye is, that, is he smiling is he doing anything but he's just cold emotionless and just fucking brutal you mm. know when when being on solving cases. I really did like his rapport with the, with the police department. Like those like he's just a dick to them. Though he doesn't say shit. Just like rips open carpet, doesn't explain why. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> just like there's a lot of times where I was like, are you sure Gordon isn't commissioner because Batman's getting away with basically everything. Like he's just <laughs> want, nobody's stopping this and everybody's listening to Gordon, even though he's just lieutenant. I don't know about that. So and it's interesting that they didn't upgrade. Did they upgrade him to commission? No, they still haven't moved him into commissioner yet. That's interesting too. I, I'm pretty sure that's what the Gotham series is probably going to explore. Mm, he'll have to become commissioner because penguins becoming the uh, head of the crime. And dude, family. what about what about the last shot of Penguin just looking over the city, the broken city, right? Like, mm -hmm. how how foreshadowing was that? Well, every every character when they look out into the flood sees an opportunity. Like, yeah, they see a chance to take over. Like this power vacuum now is opened, which again is very reminiscent of what we've seen from a previous Batman film. That there's power vacuum, and now everybody's fighting to get that spot. Meanwhile, there's a wild card coming in and doing other things. But it's different in the sense that. I just don't think that like Nolan's feels more realistic to me than the Batman does. does that, if that makes sense, like the new Batman, this world doesn't feel as tangible as like what Gotham and Nolan's verse. was yeah, like. You don't, you don't, you don't think I, so? I just don't think we'd not put out a fire in the middle of the road. Like there's certain things that they had, and it's just like, there's just a lady drowning a baby somewhere. Like they, this is what that Gotham is. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that that's realistic in, in the sense of, I don't know. Does it have to? So the ultimate question, Dark Knight or the Batman, which one do you prefer? Not comparable. 
I don't think they're comparable. All movies are comparable. You can compare the first Batman with Burton and Keaton. No, all movies are comparable. You can compare Batman Begins. I think that's a fair comparison as well. I would say that Batman Begins is a tighter story. There, they, it's a tighter story, and it's and it's better paced in a lot of ways. But they're building Bruce Wayne first. They spent the full first half of that movie building Bruce Wayne. When this doesn't want anything to do with that. No, this film just... has every intention of wanting to just show you Batman and show you the detective version. So the, the 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 intentions of the directors are very different too. So it's tough to, and it's not an origin story. It's maybe you can compare it. Would you compare it to Spider-Man Homecoming? I will I compare. Feel like that's the closest comparison. I will because... compare any movie. You can compare this to All right. Sing Schindler's too. List. Yeah, let's I'll take go. Schindler's compare list. it. No, I'm just talking no, better No, no, no. You compare Schindler's List to the Batman. Schindler's I List challenge. is better. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying compare like nitpick every little thing. I'm out of here. (laughs) I'm just saying, which one did you like more? If you're making a list of all thousand movies you've seen in your life, does Dark Knight come first? I have watched The Dark Knight over 80 times. It's tough to compare when I've only seen the Batman one time. Dude, I would just fair. That's fair. You gotta, you gotta know what you're comparing, and one viewing doesn't really give me that full scope of like. And there's time. The, it does this will this film stand the test of time that the dark knight is still doing you 10 can, years after you feel I, free to change your ranking like five years from now but as you sit here today which one is ranked higher the dark knight good Chaz. <laughs> i don't like how you did that that was manipulative as fuck and that hurt a little bit that was that was some riddler bullshit <laughs> you know here here's the thing if you put both movies in a hat and you have me draw I'd watch whatever fucking one came out first. So they're close. Like, yeah, they're, they're you know close. That's I, actually, they're, they're, that's a better question. Ask me which one I'm going to watch again first. The Batman. Which one are you going to watch again The Batman. Yeah, watch tomorrow the Batman with your wife. Exactly. I, I don't believe, dude, I almost saw it tonight. I mean, I, I haven't even watched the, that's, you know what? Here's an interesting point. I have, I've watched every single Batman movie in like preparation for this, except the Dark Knight. Because you've seen it so many times. Because I've seen it so many times. The fact that I've seen that so many times, and yet this film was still able to surprise me and delight me, might say that I prefer this right now more than The Dark Knight. That's fine. This one feels. I was just asking. This one feels more fresh. Freaky fresh. Freaky fresh. But I also, you know, but I think like they tackle different stuff too. So I don't know. They're both Mm. great in their own ways. Personally, if I'm in a darker mood, I'll go with Pattinson. If I'm just in like a more like st- sharper story, like Patrick was talking about, you know, like I and going purely off of performances, I'd probably go with The Dark Knight because I think Heath Ledger, you can't top that as a Joker. Like, I think he, I think he will stay the Godfather of Joker until you know somebody else equally as talented comes across. It's not saying that the new guy isn't talented. Like his laugh was really creepy, and when I heard that he was cast as a Joker, I was like, really. And hearing him talk, I'm like, okay, I could kind of see it. But it was the laugh, right? But I'm like, oh, they're not going for an original Joker. They're kind of going for like a more comic, you know, animated series Joker. Yeah. So it just depends on the mood. What kind of mood do I want? Also, you know, the Batman does have a a, a cool Catwoman, and then Dark Knight only has like a a girl who dies. So I don't, I don't know, a badass girl or a girl who does nothing and just dies. Hmm. Well, we can all agree that Anne Hathaway's Catwoman was underused. Yes. she was, Especially think, after seeing what can be done with the character. Nolan didn't know what to do with Catwoman. <laughs> no, and I think Anne Hathaway's a good Catwoman, too. I have nothing against her Catwoman at all. Mm-hmm. 
I have nothing I, against Halle Berry's Catwoman. Oh, I do. <laughs> All right. Let's let's wrap this let's wrap this pony up. Let's saran wrap this face with duct tape and write lies all over it, shall we? Don't forget your tape. <laughs> Chaz, you're welcome, first of all, and thank you for, uh, for for giving me the truth, saying that this was one of your favorite Batman films. I appreciate it. I feel like we've come full circle with the Dune, with the Batman. And uh I'd like to know your closing thoughts before I boot you out of here and we get out of this place. On, on the Batman or just overall? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> what I, you I, thoughts on life. How, what, thoughts what on is Russia? life right now? <laughs> <Thoughts> on... <laughs> um, no, dude, I, I, I would rank this as a very noir-driven Batman. It's just dark and gritty, and I think it stands out differently than the others, and it, I think Battenson does a great job, and I, I I don't really think there's any reason to doubt this as not mm -hmm. staying the test of time in the long run. So, And I think Matt Reeves is an underrated director in that sense. Very good. Well, thank you, my friend, for joining in. Make sure that oh, everybody you. you check out Over and Under Artists Exposed. The man's doing a lot of work. He's getting all the interviews done, and they are fun to listen to. So thank you again, Chaz. We will talk to you later, okay? Peace. All right. Closing thoughts, Cole. I think that I think that we we both we adjust we adjust our levels a little bit, right? I can come to terms with there's being some some significant issues in my mind. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that you've grown to to kind of appreciate the vibe of this film more. I, that's what I was excited to do. I wanted to, I love talking to people about what they are excited about. And my only like I said, I don't have plot nitpicks. I don't have like, oh, this person was miscast or they did bad in their acting. Everything was tight. Mm -hmm. And so I was excited to talk to someone that was excited about it because that's the only thing that was lacking for me. Mm. I don't think I'm going to watch it again because two hours and 50 minutes is a lot of time and I could watch two other movies that I've been meaning to watch in that time or like half of a limited series. But it was good. It was... I, I really don't have anything specifically that I can point out and say, this is why it's bad. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't my Batman. And that's fine. Yep. I think that's a fair critique. I think that's very fair. And your rating, what was, did we say the rating already for this? So yeah, I mean, letterboxed out of five, I give it like a three and a half, but like leaning towards four, mm. it's good. And it's my fourth favorite Batman in it would go Dark Knight. There's so Bat many Batmans. Four Dark is Knight, not bad. Batman 89, Mask of the Phantasm. Mm. Then this squeezes in before Batman Forever. I don't know. <laughs> that, you it sounded so good, and then you ended it on like the worst way to <laughs> right after Batman Forever. No, before uh, Batman Forever. Okay, but it's right next to it. They're touching. They're touching. That's like putting a uh Filet mignon next to a Jack in the Box taco. Is the fact what is that wrong? What is that? Is the fact that Returns is my no Dark Knight Rises is probably my least favorite theatrical release Batman movie over Batman and Robin. Yeah, Batman and Robin's at least fun. Like I've seen that one forty times. I've only seen the Dark Knight Rises one and a half time. All right, I'm I a little broken inside. That was a. To watch it. I don't even know how to how to approach that. They're doing different things. We've had this conversation on this podcast. <laughs> you know, it's doing Adam we Westy have. things. And by the way, thank you so much for introducing us doing the Road to Vengeance and us talking about the games, the movies, yeah. the comics. Animation. We didn't talk too much about the comics, but the animation, the stuff that we loved to geek out about Batman. And we know I noticed that nobody has liked anything with this yet. So please, if you want this limited edition. 
Batman t-shirt. You know, I should have said limited edition. The, only God has this shirt. Now the likes will flow in. Now, and now you can too. So leave a like, leave something so that I know you want this and we will figure out a way to get you this shirt. Um, I'm kind of on the same with you. I, I would probably go for, and if after this next uh, viewing, I can appreciate it even more, which is very possible. Possible, possible mm -hmm. I could see more of what you're saying as well. It could dip into a point four point five, maybe. Yeah, is what I'm hoping for. But I want to know what all of you good people thought. Please leave a comment down below if you've seen the Batman. If you're going to see the Batman this weekend, let us know. And um, yeah, this was a this is a really good in depth spoiler slash non spoiler discussion. I think what's, we nailed it. What's the next big enough movie that we can do this for? Mm. I mean, if we want to get weird, we can get into Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> no, I don't want to <laughs> talk about talk about justice for Johnny Depp and stuff. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, uh, Thor, Thor: Love and Thunder. We can talk about Mobius. We can talk about. Mm. Yeah, there's not a lot of not a lot of stuff. Not for an hour and a half. That I uh, oh box office predictions. Any idea where this Ooh. is gonna go? Uh who knows? I guess <laughs> you were so excited to not give an answer. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be number one this week, and there's nothing really coming up that's going to be able to top it. And it's got Batman power. It's not going to come close to Spider-Man. I'm going to say 100 gonna mil. The... It's going to break 100 million opening weekend. And I'm going to say maybe it won't have the yeah. legs that Spider-Man has, but I do think it's going to hit close to the billion dollar club. Club. I do think we're at a point where Omicron has kind of subsided a little bit, much like what was happening before Spider-Man came out. Like we were starting to open up things. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, Spider-Man subsequently kind of spread Omicron in a lot of ways because people were just going to the movie anyway. Uh -huh. But I, I do think this has a lot of legs for it. Maybe not as much rewatchability as you said, because again, this is three hours, but Avengers Endgame was three hours and it broke all the records. Right. So there, there's definitely a possibility with that. I I don't think it's going to be fun enough. And that is not a critique of the movie, right? Schindler's List is not fun. And that is a better movie than Spider-Man No Way Home. We need a big Lebowski. But... That's just your opinion, man. <laughs> sound to drop. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's not going to. I don't think it gets to a billion, but mm. it's good. Yeah, well, that's our reviews of the Batman. Please uh, make sure to like, check out the podcast. We keep doing these because we keep thinking that some of you like this. And it's pretty fun, I got to say. Thank you, yeah. Cole, for joining me for this. Make sure you guys uh, follow Cole and all the stuff. We're going to get a link soon for you. Where well, Tell them where to follow, actually. Yeah, so, I mean, Twitter's just at Cole Wissinger. And then I write at Inca Magazine, I-N-Q-U-A, mag.com. Very cool. And of course, check me out on ABC4, Good Things Utah, and on Patrick Beatty Reviews, and all of the stuff that we're doing. Next week is Turning Red, the Pixar film. So we're turning red, actually, with the lights that are happening right now. Mm, Eventually, we'll, well, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll move into a different color when we talk about something else. I don't know. Thank you, everybody, so much. We will see you later.